All right, here we go. It's another edition of Inside Fitness Radio. Today's guest is uh, TJ Humphreys. TJ, how's it going? I am fantastic. How are you, Terry? Great, TJ. Thank you for coming all the way to Canada. We're actually, uh, it's snowing outside right now. and um, Beautiful. Yeah. Do you, uh, have we, you... we don't get this in Texas, as you can probably imagine. Yeah, the snow is uh, very uncommon for us. Now, did you grow up in Texas? I grew up in Southern California. Southern California. So snow is even less available. Where did you go to school? I graduated from UC Irvine. Oh, okay. So like Newport Beach, lived in that area for 10 years. No way. So no that way. That was awesome. So what kind of stuff did you do in school? Did you play uh, sports? I, well, it's funny. I got, um, I was a big baseball player growing mm -hmm. up and I went to UC Irvine to play baseball yeah. and it's kind of what got me into fitness to be honest because I got to school and I realized like all these dudes were like 30 pounds heavier than me and I rushed a fraternity and all the fraternity brothers were like jacked. So I was like, man, I got to get into weight training. Like when I was in high school, yeah. weight, weight training was like a regimen, but um, it wasn't required. Yeah. And so when I got to college, it was about, man, I, you know, I got to step my game up. So I went from playing baseball in high school to going to college to play baseball, but then I wound up getting into fitness instead. Wow. Yeah. With, there's going to be a lot of things we're going to go over. TJ yeah. is the CEO of ProSups. Yes. ProSups has been around for how long? Eight years. This eight is our eight-year anniversary, yeah, which is... Uh, wow. Yeah, years. time flies. Man. Time flies because I, I remember seeing you in the... Because <laughs> I go back, obviously, 20, I remember seeing you in the ProLab ads. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Right? Those were, those were great times. I was just and, talking to somebody, me and Stan McQuay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Stan, Stan. Stan the man. Um, those were great times, man. Yeah, so I mean, I, the one thing with this podcast is I kind of want to dig deep with people and kind of, you know, what motivates them, how do they get to, basically, there's going to be people listening saying, how the heck did you get here? You sure, I mean? like, yeah. And like I said, you, so you grew up in, in Southern California with the school, got into sports. Yeah. So how did you get into like supplements? Like what was your first job? What did you do? Dude, I was, I was always, so when I started really weight training, when I was in college, that's kind of when I started experimenting with supplementation. Back then, it was Weeder. It was Mega Mass Protein Powder, you know. And Do you so, remember the first one you bought? Was you better weeder? believe it, man. It was like a it was like a four hundred pound bag of protein that I bought <laughs> from someplace, and you know, I, I can still remember. I but I remember loving the taste, but I know that you know, as we all know, things have improved significantly since then. Uh, but that got me that got me into you supplements. Love the taste yeah. of that? Believe it or not, I swear I would come back from like I used to bounce at this nightclub, and yeah. I come back at three in the morning and make like a. 1400 calorie shake and like oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy but yeah so you got into supplements then and then yeah. so did you work and uh you were a bouncer what yeah kind of job so I, I did that i did that through college um i i got into supplements really um when a buddy of mine named john hoffman yeah. who used to own lone star distribution yeah. i was living in colorado at the time he gave me a call and he said hey uh you won't believe this man but um i just found out that the girl i'm dating is pregnant yeah and i just had a mild heart attack Oh the God. two are not related. You'd think that one has one to do the <laughs> other. But, but, uh, but he said, man, I really need some help running this business. Yeah. And, of course, I've been a big fan of sports nutrition because I was taking the products. Yeah. But I had, I had no knowledge of, like, how to grow a business yeah. in that, in that, in that uh, arena, right? So yeah. flew down to see him. I walked into a 20,000-square-foot warehouse full of protein bars and protein powders. This was before the pre-workouts were even a thing. Yeah. And I was just enamored by the opportunity to try to, like – grow a business with him so that got me into supplements so it was with lone star back gosh it was like 20 years ago so distribution so how many yep. stores like how did it work what was yeah exactly so lone star do yeah so they were a distributor so mm -hmm. they were um they were like my partner here peak performance yeah. um, they sold to different retail stores so yeah. 
Um, but this was before, even before the internet days, like, you know, before websites were out selling supplements, they were brick and mortar, brick and mortar, which would be like your sports nutrition stores. Yeah. They sold to maybe, I don't know, two or 300 different retailers. It was a mm -hmm. small business at the time, but I kind of saw the opportunity to help grow it in different ways. And who so. are some of the guys that you worked with at that time that, that stuck out? Like, who yeah, okay. Them? So, um, one was a online retailer called save on supplements okay. and they're located in Colorado and they were at the time, they were probably the pioneers yeah. in selling supplements online. They yeah. were really early on. Um, the owner, Craig, he has since passed away, he passed away about five years ago, which uh -huh. is really yeah, bad, yeah. but, but, um, Guys like that, Gold's Gym has always been a player in the business, 24-hour yeah. fitness. Bally's, remember Bally's? Oh, yeah. Bally's yeah. was yeah. a baller, man. Bally's, Bally's was like a big account for us. Yeah, for yeah, sure. So, crazy. Yeah. Um, so, okay, you got into distribution. And yep. then, so how did, like, because you've been, obviously, in magazines. You've been, yeah. I think you had about six magazines. Yeah, six covers. Six yeah, covers. six covers. Now, how does this happen? Man, that was a, so I was competing at the USA's in yeah. Las Vegas. Um, Art Atwood, ironically, the, the guy who started Professional Supplements, which yeah. is the brand that I bought and have since um, yep. grown as a CEO, yeah. Art Atwood um, coached me to get to the USA's. Out of like 300 competitors, um, three people from Muscle and Fitness were walking backstage and they were, they were just, they, I noticed they kept looking at me mm -hmm. and I was like, man, you know, I wonder what they're, what they're about, right? Yeah, they yeah. came up to me after the show and they said, hey, we'd like to shoot you yeah. uh, tomorrow morning. It's you and Phil Heath. So out of 300 competitors, they picked mm -hmm. me and Phil and Phil wound up winning that show and wound up getting his pro card, right? Yeah. Um, that's a whole funny story. I won't, I won't, we can share for a different time. Yeah. But, um, but that got me into the magazines and, you know, I didn't shoot a cup. That was my first photo shoot I've ever done. So you'd never done a photo shoot? Never. You're, you're, how many shows? Scared have, to death. How many shows have you, did you do before the USA? Before USA's? I probably did three or four shows. And, and why did you get into competing? What, what's funny? I it was on a bet. It was on a honestly a dare from a buddy of mine that I worked out with in Colorado. He said, "Man, your physique, you should absolutely get into bodybuilding." I'm like, "What the hell is bodybuilding?" I literally like had to like look it up. And yeah. when I saw these guys wearing these little bikinis, I'm thinking, "Man, I don't know if I want to do that." Yeah. And so he dared me to do it. Yeah. And um, I jumped on stage. I didn't have any coaching on posing except for. My business partner's wife, Karina Nasiameno, who was a female bodybuilder, yeah. she she coached me three days before the show on how to do what I thought were male mandatory poses. <laughs> I dude, a no joke, on, no joke. On. I wound up so I'm do I'm going through my routine and I wound up doing a couple of these poses. And I'm hearing laughter from the front row. I'm thinking, why are they laughing at me? Turns out I wound up doing two female. Bodybuilding poses. Oh my god! I, I still finished second. And so the running joke <laughs> is, man, I could have gotten first if I didn't do those. Yeah, wow. but it, that's what that's what got me hooked. You know, you finish, and it's gone almost in life. Like if you finish second and you can see first place, yeah, you you get inspired because you're like, man, I'm almost there, right? So that got that kept me going. That kept me going, and I wound up winning a bunch of shows after that, and uh, never won my pro card, unfortunately. But I competed with some really great dudes like Phil, Phil Heath, yeah, that's cool. um, you know, what Stan McQuay. What year was that? So I did nationals. I did USA's in 2004, I think it was, and I did nationals in 2005. So those are the so those are shows that I tried to get my pro card in. I didn't get it, but um, Evan Senapani, yeah. you know, guys back in the day that really stood out. I got to compete with a bunch of those so guys. So what do you think of bodybuilding now compared to Man, back then? Still and... a big fan of the sport, obviously, um, but it, it too has changed. I think it's been what what I think has been great about it is when I was bodybuilding or when I was competing, if you didn't bodybuild, you couldn't compete. So if you didn't have that crazy muscle mass and that crazy the full muscle bellies. 
you know, it was you could compete, but you just wouldn't place very well. Now there's all these different divisions that allow yeah. for guys that are saying, "Hey, look, I can't necessarily be as big as that guy, mm-hmm. but I want to. I want that competitive yeah. edge. You know, I want that competitive opportunity." So they're getting into classic physique and men's physique. So I think it's cool that it's opened up to a, a variety of different uh, places where guys and girls, yeah. um, who historically I would say ten years ago couldn't compete, yeah. now they've got the opportunity. Well, I think it's. I mean, one thing I see because when I, I used to read Muscle Mag when I was younger. And yeah. I, I mean, in order to be a professional bodybuilder, I, lo- I loved Kevin Lavroni's physique, yeah. Lex Wheeler and these guys. These yeah. guys I looked at. Of course. I didn't know if they used steroids or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I read the magazines. I didn't know what to believe at times. There was no internet. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I mean, like, there's no bikini. There was none of this stuff. It didn't exist. Right. So to get into it at a young age, like nowadays, I get it. Like, if I see an 18-year-old, I'm like, they're trying to get in shape to get on stage. I mean, right. Good for you. I mean, right, exactly. really. I mean, there were people who did it. It's just, you either had to be this big guy. So, I mean, I That's like that they exactly have different right. divisions. Even exactly I think I have right. a wellness division, all that. Yeah. So, you obviously travel a lot. You are yeah. all over the world. How many countries oh, man. do you guys so, sell to? So, we sell, we're probably in about 55 different countries where we actually wow. have set up distribution. And there's probably more that where they bring in product, to, you know, through different means. But we've been really blessed to be able to you know i love to travel anyway yeah. but to be able to see like the brand grow the way it has in all those different countries is exciting so when you started the brand how did it form like what was you'd worked from some other company yeah, what, yeah how did it really kind of materialize well so ironically art atwood who yeah. was my coach all the way through when i was competing um he also passed away yeah. uh september 11th of 2011 uh-huh. his family inherited the business they yeah. didn't know what to do with it they yeah. were they were staffing agency. They were uh, the his sister and his and his sister's husband. Yep. They were employed as uh, professional staffing in a professional staffing agency, and they inherited this business. And so they started thumbing through all of his notes to try to figure out what to do with it. Mm-hmm. My name came up like fifty times because he and Art, he, Art and I talked about everything. Man, we talked about formulas, and we talked about selling strategy, and we talked about distribution, and and we were great friends too. So they reached out and they said, "Look, we've got this business. We don't know." What to do with it? Are you interested in either, you know, helping us grow it? You know, can we hire you, or yeah. you want, do you want to buy it? At the time, I was working for another brand. Was I was miserable there, but you know, I was. It was one of those things where do I want to be an entrepreneur all over again? Because I had done that once before, and it's and, it's a great ride, but it's how exhausting. How old were you? How old were you? So at that time, it was well, eight years ago. So I'm 49 now. So it was probably it was probably 40. 40 at yeah, the time. I mean, yeah. people listening to this, I mean, we're going to have all types of ages and all yeah. that. And I'm, I'm hitting 45 this year. I'm 44. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I'm, if I had 40 years old, you have to start another business. Yeah. It's, and you've been through it. Cause you, you know, when you, when you're a bit naive, I think it's a great thing sometimes. <laughs> no, right? not yet. Not yet. Naive days. Sometimes yeah, for it's sure. not a bad thing. Cause right. I, mean, I, shit, I didn't know this was going to You're happen. fearless. You're almost like you, you go in without fear, right? Yeah. Without, yeah. So you had to make this big decision. Mm-hmm. You told your wife, yeah. your family, like, yeah. this is what I'm going to do. Yes. Was there any hesitation? Was it like, oh, you really want to do this? No. So you know what it was for me? I have always been one that, um, I've always just believed in my ability no matter where I'm at. Yeah. Um, I've always said like confidence is probably, and it's self-confidence. It's not, you know, it's not arrogance, it's confidence, but, but knowing really truly what your, your true skill sets are and where you're, and where you're strong and the attributes that you have and, and not doubting those. Like yeah. I never doubted, I never doubted my ability. Never. I doubted the opportunity, but I never doubted my ability. So I think I just said, you know what, I can do this again, even at 40, even though I'd been an entrepreneur my entire life, even before I got out of college, I started my first business 
which is a juice bar franchise. Oh, wow. Grew it from one store to 160, sold it to a private equity firm at the age of 29. So no, I've been an right. entrepreneur wow. my whole life, that. man. So, you know, it's exhausting. It's fun. But um, I would just encourage people that are listening, doesn't matter what, how, what age you are, doesn't matter, you know, um, if you have an idea and it really is something that you feel will truly, you know, invigorate you and make you happy, mm-hmm. you owe it to yourself to take a shot. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. I mean, and pro subs. I mean, I remember seeing pro subs and hearing about it. Actually, uh, a, a good friend of both of ours, Steve Cardillo. Yes, love Steve Cardillo, Cardillo called yep. me up and he says, "Hey, brother, you know, you he goes, yeah, look <laughs> at these guys. He goes, these guys are good. You got to, you got to call them. You know, they're going to come to Canada. Yeah, da da da. And then I remember the guys coming up and and uh, you guys literally it was like a it was like a you guys just went through. You guys stormed, stormed dude. right in. Yes. I remember because it was a health food, you know, the health food shows yeah, and all that. And, yeah. and the Canadians were Toronto like, Pro. Yeah, and, Toronto yeah. Pro show. And you guys yeah. came up and you got people excited about yeah. the brand. And that was yeah. one thing that I, I and, and working with you guys, I saw that you guys would create this buzz. And you obviously got engagement with, with people. What was yeah. the... Um, it's, so, I mean, it's great because we, our whole goal was not just, just, you know, like I think today the industry's changed so much about, you know, there'll be companies that come out to launch a product. Yeah. Our goal from the very beginning is to launch a, a, a kind of a culture and a brand. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so we focused there first and products followed, right? So we wanted people to understand who we were first mm-hmm. and be excited to work with us first. Yeah. And then as we started introducing new products that we took, that we and all of our guys, as you know, man, we walked in on a show, there were yeah. 10 or 12 of us that we lived in the gym. We still do. I mean, all the original founders are seven days a week. That's know. one thing I see a lot. I mean, everyone is on uh, Instagram. You guys are yeah. very active on social media. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then you guys are obviously work out together. You don't yeah. really just say you go for dinners and all that. You guys yeah. actually train like all We do, the time. man. I mean, we do. Like when we go on a trip, it's um, we train with each other, but we bring a lot of times we'll bring our distributors along or retailers along, yeah. consumers. You know, we'll have you know our, our, our the fans that are in different parts of the world. We invite them out. Because for us, it's about, um, for us, I, I think it's a lifestyle, right? And yeah. and the more we can get people introduced to who we are as a group mm-hmm. um, and let them know what we're about, the more intrigue, intriguing process becomes as an opportunity for them to better themselves in terms of supplementation, right? Yeah. So some of the things uh, um, I kind of want to get into, too, mm-hmm. is like some of the pitfalls, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Obviously, things are great and things are moving along, but you've had probably things that happened to you oh, that, that were... You're like a kick in the nuts. Is there anything that would, stand, that, would, that would come to mind? Well, I mean, tons, right? When you're when you're starting a business, for one, we were totally undercapitalized. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the my the seed capital I, I raised to start this business was from a dentist in Humboldt, Texas, that was a big fan of me as a as an athlete. He you know big muscle and fitness guy. He subscribed to the magazines. I've been in the magazine probably fifty times. Yeah. So when he found out he could work with me, he invested. So initially on, it was just we were undercapitalized. So. I, so you yeah. got the company. Yep. This is the one thing I try to, I mean, yeah. you don't have to give us all the details, oh, yeah, sure. but I want to know how people like, because someone watching this or listening listen to mm-hmm. this, they're going to be like, how you, you end up there? And financial is a part of it too, right? Like there could be a 21 year old going, fuck, I, 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 you know, I got like 10 grand. I'm going to start a summer sure, line. Sure, but sure. But then they're like, well, I just lost 10 grand plus, you yeah, know, whatever right, it was. Right. So when it came to that money part, you, yeah. you had your own money and then you got some investment. Yes. Yep. We had, but it was still, you know, we, we knew going in. Yeah that we were going to have to, that the business was going to be undercapitalized. And we knew that we had to lean on partners like Europa as a distributor, yeah. um, my manufacturers, we had to get them to believe in the vision. And that's, I would say that was really the key to our success is we, 
um, they believed. You know, yeah. they, they, they knew that this group of dudes could do it. Yeah. And we did it and we, com we communicated and, and communicated the vision. And so really money, it, you d it does take money to start a business. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but I, I do believe that if you can get people excited about your vision, you could start with less um, and just leverage those partnerships and, and, and everybody benefits, right? Okay, so once you got some of that, that yep. initial money, mm -hmm. um, some product launches, what were, were your standout product launches? Which one well, really hit Well, it's so funny you ask. So Art was really known as the king of carbohydrates. Yeah. He had a product called Pure Carbolin. Uh -huh. I don't know if it ever made to Canada or not, yeah. but he was the guy that knew how to, to not just um, supplement with carbohydrates, but diet with carbohydrates and, you know, around you know, the, the workout windows and stuff like that. So we thought, we thought, you know what, we couldn't sell Carbolin anymore. And that's another long story. So we yeah. had to come out with a carb product in honor of Art Atwood because that's what he was yeah. about. Yeah. So we launched Carbolic, which yeah. is in hindsight, if anyone knows about carb powders, that's a real niche product. Like yeah. that's not what you typically kick the door open with. You wouldn't say, "Hey, guess what? We're Proceps and we're launching a carb powder." Yeah. Um, but we, it was so funny. I, me and Mike, I, AKA Fish, yeah, uh, we talked about it on the way in here. We're like, it's just so funny that 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 product was something we were like, "Oh, this is gonna be great. We're gonna get carbolic everywhere." So, yeah. at no point in time did we feel like we were gonna have a challenge there. I think the biggest challenges for us over the last eight years were. Initially, was undercapitalization, mm -hmm. um, growing pains around staffing, yeah. and what we needed. And then, ultimately, as the business morphs, as you know today, the industry's yeah. changed so much, having yeah. to downsize. Yeah. Um, and you, yeah. you, because yeah. you build an organization that 10 years ago um, was built to grow in that capacity the way businesses grew 10 years ago. Fast forward 10 years, and it's a totally different model, right? So well, those have been the biggest challenges. Yeah, so technology plays a big factor in helping. I mean, listen, we're, I think we're both in the same boat as far as it's helped me a lot, but they can hinder you know, people, I think, it's too. When when you have this technology and, and social media and all that, mm -hmm. there's so many messages going out. There's so many ways to get it out there. Where right. prior to really the internet, you had your, your traditional forms of, of medium. Yeah. And yes, they had more control. But at least, you know, if you did do television or if you did radio or, or something like that, you knew it was going right. somewhere and you right. knew that. Nowadays, we don't really know exactly. Social media, I think it's one of those things that uh, people either like what you're doing or they don't like what you're doing. So they right. can tune in. Right. Um, I think it's a bit of a challenge when you have a 24-hour channel on something that's just the same thing. You know, For and that's sure. why I see you guys change it up. You, like I watch the Instagram stories. You guys are always on the move. How do you balance travel in your life? Mm -hmm. Because having a family is one thing. Obviously, yeah, it's, yeah. it's tricky. So traveling and business and everything. Uh, you know what? I think balance is everything, right? Um, I've got great support. My wife gives me incredible support. She knows she's, you know, we've been together for 13 years. So oh. she knows. And she's been with me in the entrepreneurial, you know, peaks and valleys. Yeah. Um, so she gets it. I would say for those listeners that are married, you yeah. know, you really need to have that conversation with your but I think um, with family, I've got six kids. I have triplet boys that are five and a half. So, oh, wow. So, uh, wow. yeah. So I think, you know, I think more than anything, I just bring back really cool toys from the trips. That's what <laughs> I, I bring back cool toys from all parts cool of the world. Stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, it is balance, and, and, um, but it's compromised. And I think what's cool is my sons are seeing, you know, daddy hustling, right? And yeah. that's, uh, you see that so much nowadays. There's so much kind of not hustle, you know, or the, kind of like kind of the, you know, um, the entitlement mentality. And yeah. I hate to see that in, in the younger generation because that's not how I was raised. And so hopefully my sons and my daughters get to see 
you know, this is how you, you know, you want to make a stamp. You want to you know, put your stake in the ground. Yeah. You got to get out and hustle. You know? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, yep. one of the things I've, I've noticed in, in some of your videos is you talk about passion. Yeah. And where does your passion come from? Is this like your parents and still in you? Like who influenced you to get for this passion? Man, that is so, that is a great question because anybody that knows my parents, I had a great childhood. Like my parents were super supportive, but my dad was an aeronautical engineer. So, oh, wow. I mean, the guy probably said five words a week. Um, you know, that like he just wasn't a very communicative yeah. kind of guy. My mom uh, was is the opposite. Yeah. Um, I think the passion for me is um, I, there's not one person I look to. There's not, you know, I read a lot. Um, I think for me, it's just I, I have this desire to for self-improvement. Like it's just something that I'm super competitive. Um, yeah. and my grandfather was that way, but I, you know, I think it just comes from within. I don't have, I never, of course, social media, well, you know, being competitive, you know, some people think that it's a, it's a bad thing, you know, and all yeah. that, but I, I mean, I like competition. Yeah. I've, I've made some really cool shit in, in my life because I'm like, fuck, I gotta do this. Yes. I gotta do this because, you know, when I set out, when I set out to start inside fitness, uh, I wanted to beat uh, muscle fitness and sales in Canada. And, and I thought, okay, I could do this in 10 years, you know, right. I started out of my basement. But after about, I think it was about four or five years, we had, we had beat them on sales, maybe actually in three, four years. So I, I definitely had um, taken that approach of uh, wanting to achieve things. Right. But then when I achieve something, I'm not happy for too long. It's, it's, right. a, it's a bit of a sickness. I don't even know how to explain this to people. No, I th I've always said, I've even told our team, you know, it's great to win, but then what? Yeah. Like, like... Because if you sit back and you sit back on the balls of your ass and, and relish in a win, yeah. people behind you are going to say, oh, you know, they're going to be able to blow right by you. And yeah. and it's not, you know, take the time to reward yourself for winning for sure. Okay. Uh, but understand, like, there's complacency is a killer. It doesn't matter what business you're in, even in life. Like, you've got to be able to continue to take the wins uh, and, and learn from the losses. Yeah. And then always be hungry for something more like yeah. and it's not about you know not being satisfied right to me if you're competitive mm -hmm. you're gonna have a natural uh, progression to want to better yourself every day like whether it's in the gym you know professionally even with your family life right yeah i always want to look better there's days where i think i'm a great dad and yeah. husband there's days where i think i'm not right but even the days that i think oh i you know took the kids to the park and i did all this stuff it's great but like i want to it, 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 you want to perpetuate that, right? Yeah, and that's all. And that's how you know. I, that's how I live my life. Now, so in the supplement industry, um, outside of your 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 brand here, what brands do you admire? Is there any brands that, that you you respect? I mean, that that stand out to you? You know, sure. like you know what props them. Who who would you say stand you know, out right it, now? I would say um, it's funny because when we started ProSups, there was uh, it was a different. It was a different time. Yeah. Um, so when you started, who kind of like caught your eye and like shit, you know? You know, it, it so probably would have so been, yeah, it yeah. probably would have been like, you know, when we started, it probably would have been like Gaspari or, um, you know, gosh, I would say that was after USP Labs. I'm trying to remember exactly. There were some brands that we started yeah. at the same time they did and they're not around anymore. Yeah. Um, which is yeah. no shock. You know, eight years is a long time to be doing yeah. what we're doing, not today. I think there's some really there's some brands that I think have done a nice job. Um, how about now? So who, who currently do you? Think? You know, I would say when I look at how we started our brand and creating kind of this tribal feel and this culture, yeah. um, I think Redcon today has done a nice job with that. Yeah. Um, Aaron's done a nice job with that, and uh, different different time. He's had a couple different brands, and obviously, yeah, you know, those didn't work out, and he's got a, he's got one that he's humming with now, and I think it's a good brand. Um, I think we're trying to 
for us, I think we're really leaning into who we are as yeah. a brand. So I think we've got a lot of exciting stuff coming yeah. up. What do you guys uh, have? What do you guys have planned? What's what's going on in the immediate future this year? What do you yeah. have lined up? So you know, we know uh, we did a lot of research with our current kind of fan base, and we asked them, you know, what, how do you perceive ProSeps? Like, what are the words that you use when you think of, of ProSeps? And performance and edge yeah. are two of the words that we let them choose from out of like a list of 20 yeah. that came up in a, in a huge majority. So yeah. I think people recognize our brand is as a performance driven brand. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not lifestyle, you know, we, we don't mm -hmm. chase um, a certain, we, we try to capture a lot of people, but ultimately we want to lean into what we're known for, which is delivering performance products, right? How hands-on are you in the formulations and the whole science behind it? Really hands-on. Really hands on. Now, I would tell you the science continues to evolve. Um, yeah. Regulations, you know, governmental regulations, especially here in Canada. I mean, that's been a challenge for us is mm -hmm. you have to look at all these different markets and say, okay, look, this is the perfect formula. But if you wanted to, to deliver it in these different markets, mm -hmm. yet you might have to change things up. So it, for us, it's always been about delivering a best in class formula yeah. um, to as many markets as we can. So we're super involved in the formulas, though. And which countries are you uh, experiencing some really good growth right now? Where are you guys growing? Well, I'll tell you, uh, we just, so we've had products here for a while with a different distributor. Um, Peak became my partner here. Yeah, we'll talk about last Canada, yeah, because you guys started yeah, in Canada, what, like, seven, eight, seven years ago? Yeah, like seven years ago. We yeah. started with a carb powder. Um, yeah. You know, Canada, I still feel, I mean, we're on the same piece of dirt, right? So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's for us, we... We feel like there's a lot of great opportunity here in Canada. We've got some new innovation coming. Um, the Which, NPN process has been difficult. It takes time. Yeah, yeah we like yeah. to put some you know red tape there. Yeah. Which retailers in Canada are you focusing on, or which one are you guys working on with we, right you now? Know, we've been really blessed to have acceptance from like I think probably most, if not all. Yeah. Um, I think Supplement King, Popeyes. Yeah. You know those guys have done a nice job at retail. They they continue to self promote. They continue to support the industry. So. Um, you know, and there's others too, Bulldog and, you know, a variety of others, right? So you guys are now working with, with Peak and, um, this is a brand new thing that's just mm -hmm. started several months ago. Right. Will you guys be doing trade shows? Like when people want to see the product, try the product, where can they do this in Canada? Or so we have, so we've always been pretty active with in-store demos. Yeah. Um, we're looking at a different way to deliver product direct to the consumer, whether it's a sampling um, even some of our swag, you know, ProSeps has always been known for creating really cool clothing. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to get back into that, which is exciting because clothing is culture and culture is us, right? Yeah, so, very cool, yeah. Um, so we're going to get back into that. So I think we're looking now at really trying to, and we've got a good model um, that we're probably going to launch in the next 60 to 90 days to yeah. really uh, key in directly to the consumer. So we have a personal kind of a contact point with that consumer bringing them samples, bringing them opportunities for purchase, a bunch of different things to really connect with uh, the consumer in a, a really kind of real and organic kind of way. So how do you feel the the digital component, online sales, because I mean, you being coming from distribution, mm -hmm. all that, where do you see it fitting in moving forward? And you know, I think I think because, especially in the US, it's it's actually different than uh -huh. here in Canada. Canada, <laughs> and you it come is up significantly to different. Yeah, you're, you're one know? of the CEOs that actually comes up because yeah. I do have uh, friends down in the States, and I'm like, y you could be in New York, but it's so different once you cross the border. Without a doubt. Right? So I mean, it is so different. You know, your, your brick and mortar, which is your stores, your store business here is way less um, I think the, the store, store managers, consumers, yeah. they, see, they see this transparency because it's not yeah. just bullshit. You're not just saying, hey, you know what? 
I care about and all that. You actually are physically, listen, even just to make the time, I, when you're here, you're a very busy guy yeah, to get yeah. you to sit down. Why? Why do you do this? Man, you know what? You don't a, have to. A, I love it. Yeah. I mean, it comes from the passion that I have for reaching people with the brand that we created eight years ago. Yeah. I feel like that's a, a, a really uh, impactful way to do it when I can go and, you know, get into a town and go sit, you know, see some retail stores and any way that I can try to connect with consumers, even in the gym this morning, you know, being able yeah. to connect with people that, you know, saw us wearing pro sub stuff and they came up, Oh, I take hide or whatnot. I love hearing that. Right. Yeah, so, oh yeah, sure. and so, yeah, and it is, it's a two hour, two and a half hour flight uh, from Texas <laughs> to here. So, you know, no excuses. And I would say, I would say that's one of the things that makes uh, me, but our brand different we do this because we love it. Like we don't, we've never, you know, if you were to tell me eight years ago, Hey man, you're going to be in 4,700 Walmart stores in, in uh, the U S with uh, a version of your number one selling pre-workout. I would have laughed at you. That wasn't even on the radar. Right? Like, um, but I've always said, you know, don't worry about, the, don't worry about the dollars. Don't worry. You know, if you truly love what you do and you present that in a way that is organic and real, the success follows. And, mm -hmm. We believe that, and thank God it's worked. You know. Yeah, I, I think it's it's amazing. Obviously, you're you're someone who's very driven. Um, you know, money. We all like to make money. I say this. You know, who doesn't mm -hmm. like to make money? For but sure. it goes further. It goes beyond that because I think once you even establish certain goals, money is not as important, right? Right. Is there anything outside? Uh, is there any charities or anything you do working with kids? Or anything that you would want to do? I mean. I, I'm looking personally myself. Yeah. Uh, I would like to get more involved helping the youth. You know yeah, I mean? sure. Because yep. I'm not that old, but I'm getting there, and I, I like working with you know uh, younger people and trying to get them you know inspired to do things. Sure, I've been doing yeah. some boot camps with some That's awesome. companies. That's awesome. Is there anything that you have lined up? Or? You know, we've we've been we've always been uh, we've always been really supportive of our the U.S. military. We've oh, done yeah. a lot of stuff like we flew out to uh, Guantanamo Bay in oh. Cuba and did like um, big massive workout and promotion around that We've gone to Fort Hood you know my dad I mean I, I'm a military brat so yeah. I kind of come from that uh, background and yeah. lifestyle and uh, but I think you know for me personally um, I do a lot of stuff with my church um, yeah. and I think you're right I think the youth you know having six kids like I do like mm -hmm. there's a way that I think if we can educate them early on on healthy eating healthy lifestyles fitness yeah i know. mean there's something to be said about obviously trying to help out and and uh when i when i was younger i was consumed by just trying to make money you know right. what i mean i was that right. guy i was just trying to achieve things you know i achieved certain things but now i could look back and, and say okay you know what that was cool but how can i teach someone i think that's awesome and it, you know i think it's natural for people to use money as like a scorecard yeah like oh when i make this much i've made it right but it's it, it when people find out is this leaves you real empty when you just focus just on that. I wonder if it's the guy something to do with having children or not. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I, I'm one of my, uh, he was a good friend of mine who passed away, Greg Plitt. He, mm -hmm. he, is, oh, he yeah. was one of the guys, listen, before all the bullshit motivation started really online. Yeah. You know, he was about being remembered, legacy lives on and all that stuff. And, and that really, you know, dawned on me as far as it doesn't really matter how many cars you could have, all that. Right. I think it's really cool to have stuff that you enjoy and appreciate. Yeah. That. Right, right. But to actually leave marks in people's lives. And, and I think that's one of the cool things in the supplement industry. I mean, you're obviously making money. You're providing opportunities for families. Yeah. How many, how many employees do you well, have? Well, it's, it's funny. I think about that all the time. Like, I think probably one of the most rewarding things I get by starting a company and even as we grow it is providing not just jobs, but opportunities yeah. for young. I mean, we brought on a lot of young people that are going to make their, this is their first stop and hopefully a super successful 
career. And yeah. I look at it as, man, you know, that's a rewarding thing for me as a CEO to be able to say, look, I, this may be a place that they're starting, but this, I want this to be a place that they remember yeah. and that they love being at and they, they learn something from and not just, you know, from an occupational perspective, but a personal perspective. Yeah, that's too. cool. You know, it's funny. Yeah. Most of my friends are, are either like ex-employees of mine, guys who work yeah, for me. Sure. You know, man. It's, it's so weird. Yeah. It's like they worked with me at some point. I yeah. worked with them. Yeah. I worked with them as another company, all that. And, you know, it's cool. And I, I think the supplement industry is a fun place. I think it's growing. Mm -hmm. What trend do you see coming down? Where, where do you see it going? Then maybe the next yeah. several years. I'm talking this year. What do you see? What do you see? You know what? I'm, we're, we put ourselves in a really good spot. And it might be by accident. I could say that we did it on purpose. But I think it's probably more um, just, just out of... Uh, you know, luck maybe a little bit, you know, we, because we're a performance brand, yeah. um, we've always built formulas around ingredients that are geared towards performance. I'm hoping, and you're seeing some of this in the U S a lot of the, I call them bathtub brands, you know, yeah. guys that make a hundred pre-workouts that have all kinds of stuff. Half of it's illegal, uh, half of it's unregulated. You're seeing a lot of those kind of get flushed out and, yeah. and kind of a flight to quality happening. Yeah. Which, um, as we see more of that, which I think we will, you're going to see, a, I, I think, fewer brands. Um, there's always the, the startups. There's always the yeah. ambassador or the affiliate that's got a million followers that thinks, you know, getting the supplement business is easy and they're just going to do it. And they come in the space and then 12 months later they vacate the space. And uh, so there's always going to be that. But I think eventually the consumer is going to, there'll be a flight to quality and trust um, around supplementation. I think we put ourselves in a good spot for that. Perfect. I'm yeah. um, looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to do. I, I really appreciate the time today. That's great, Terry. Thank is there you. anything uh, where people can find you on social media? What's your handle? So I might, this is funny. And uh, it's funny because I talk about this all the time. <laughs> so when social media, when I came on, yeah. Brian Eichelina, my, um, he was, Ike. he was my Ike, my right hand yeah. guy. He comes in the office and he says, man, in his, I'll do, I'll do, I'll do the Ike voice. Yeah. Yo guys, you got to load this Instagram. You got to load this Instagram app. And we're like, what is that? He said, well, load it. And then we'll go to the stores and we'll take pictures of each other and we'll post them. I'm like, are you crazy, man? So we wound up all doing it. Yeah. And I said, well, what am I going to call myself? And then JP, one of my other guys, yeah. we had like five guys, Mike, JP, yeah. Ike, Ron. We had a bunch of founders of the brand. Yeah. And they're all, JP's like, oh, that's easy. You're CEO Swole. <laughs> I'm like, there you, CEO So That has stuck for eight years. CEO that's Swole, yeah. CEO underscore Swole. I would love for you guys to follow me, obviously. I put some crazy stuff up there, but you know, insights on the industry. I, my page is mo mostly for trying to inspire others, trying to trying to motivate people, no matter where they are in their fitness life, in their business life, personal life. Just try to get them to think yeah. a little bit things a little bit differently, you know. Yeah. Now, before I let you go, I'm I'm gonna get a podcast with probably several CEOs of supplement companies. Yeah. Guys you may compete with. Would this be something you would? Do? I would love it. Actually, put me on the spot. I'll tell you what. No, you know I, what? I'd love to do it. Cause listen. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you uh, I'm gonna uh, let the cat out of the bag. I'm actually gonna do something at the Olympia where I'm going to invite other CEOs to work out. No way. This is why, man. Straight up, <laughs> straight up. This <laughs> is why, awesome. bro. This is why. And I you know what? Awesome. And I know there's a couple out there that actually there's a very select few that actually do train. Yeah. Most do not, to yeah. be clear. Um, but I think it's important if you're gonna lead a company yeah. and you're gonna make products right. that you're gonna sell to people that that you say are going to work and help them improve their lives. You gotta live it. I think that's a great so, idea. So I'm, that's I'm happening at the Olympia. I'm going live today. Whenever the, this, this is it, man. Is there anyone you're going to mention right now? Well, you know, I know Aaron trains, so I'll invite Aaron. Um, uh, and I'll probably invite 
I mean, I, I'll probably invite James. James, if yeah. he's still around. Yeah, James. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. guys that I haven't seen in a while that I know. Tra- it, you know what? It's gonna be. It's not a challenge. It's more of a. Hey, let's get the. Let's yeah, get. No, no, it's I a get very it. positive it's, thing. You know? It goes back to having competitiveness, but right. it's, it's a good. You know, it's good. At the end man. Of the day, there's enough. You know, to be made for. Yeah, everyone, so. and I, I want. I want others to hear and see um, that this is. Uh, there, there are brands that are out there that that stand behind the products and that. That live yeah. it right and and so it's a, yeah. yeah and i encourage everyone who's listening to you know go online check you out it's yeah i appreciate a lot of brands that we do you know we put out there we see but certainly go check out pro subs yep and uh thank you thank appreciate you terry it. it's great man all right